We are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the podcast. Today we get to tune in and listen to our October luncheon with owner and founder of Oasis Fresh Markets, A.J. Johnson. Let's tune in and listen to his message to the Brotherhood. Come on up. Why don't you everybody just stand up this morning? Stand up. We're going to do an exercise. My name is A.J. Everybody say hi, A.J. No, no, I need to say, I need you to say it like you're a powerful, mighty man. Everybody say hi, A.J. Okay, so on the count of three, I'm going to put this microphone down. I've got a lot of, lot of bravado, I guess, in my voice. But we're going to do an exercise that I do with my children almost every day and what I do in the store. So I'm going to put this down. Well, I'll put it in my pocket. Okay, so we're going to begin to just clap it up on rhythm, on the beat. Yep, come on. you got to feel it. I'm going to count to three, and you're going to say Jesus on three. One, two, three. No, 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 no. We got to do it again because this morning, everybody just take a breath. You know, the very breath that you just breathed belongs to Jesus, belongs to the Father. So the breath in your lung doesn't even belong to you. It belongs to God. So I want you to, we're going to do that one more time, and I want you to, to do it with power, with strength, and with might. Let's start that slow cap again. Let's go. Come on. You're powerful. You're brave. You're strong. You're anointed. You're blessed. Come on. I got to feel it, baby. Jesus on three. One, two, three. Yes. Somebody give God a shout this morning. Yes. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. Man, you're in the right place. Give somebody a high five. Say, you look good. You look good, bro. You look good. You look good. You look good. I love it. I love it. No caffeine necessary. And if you need some, they got some in the back. I think, um, man, it's an honor to serve you. John Maxwell says something. You cannot be friends without knowing someone's name. So on the count of three, I want you to tell me your name's one, two, three. Man, now we're friends. Everybody say friends. And before we dive in, man, I I love Johnny and your pastors here, pastors Witt and Heather. Can, you, can we give honor to your pastors this morning? If you are not a member of a church, I would absolutely encourage you that you must join this church. And this men's breakfast, I was able to come last month. It's, it's life-changing. And just like a lamp, a lamp cannot work if it's not plugged in, if it's not connected to an outlet. As men, our lives are the same way. If we are not connected and plugged in, and this is a great avenue, these men's breakfasts are a great avenue to get plugged in. Because as men, we try to do things on our own. We're strong. Yeah, I got it. I'm all right. But this is the avenue where you can let that guard down. Everybody just take another breath. Right now, we're just releasing that guard. We're releasing, man, I'm a CEO, man, I'm a businessman, I'm a college student. Whatever season of life that you're in here in this room, man, we're just sons of the Father. I'm not not black, I'm not white, I'm not Indian, I'm not Asian. Hey, I'm, I'm sons of the Father. Everybody say, I'm a son of a Father. So a little bit about me, and I wanna encourage you to ask yourself this question today. When you're alone, whether it's when you're driving back to work, I want to encourage you to ask yourself this question. I'm going to tell a story 
about myself, and then we'll, we'll dive in. My hope today is that you would leave encouraged, motivated, and touched. Not touched by the words that I say, touched by the words of the Father. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Actually, just turn your hands up like you're receiving a gift. Father, right now, we thank you that your presence is here. Jesus, you see every man. You know every feeling. You know every weight. You know every challenge. You know every burden. So we thank you, Lord, that we invite you into that place. That place of maybe hurt, that place of shame, that place of embarrassment, that place of joy, that place of encouragement. Wherever we are right now, Father, we just thank you that we invite you in. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that your word says your kingdom come, your will be done, that you've given us this day. So in this day, we're expectant of miracles. In this day, we're expectant of provision. In this day, we're expectant of creativity. In this day, we're expectant of miracles. In this day, we're expectant to be the salt in light of the earth. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Before we get started, I got a couple great friends in the room. First, my, my man, Joe Hare, who's also, if you don't know Joe, he's the owner of Integrity Customs. If you need your car lifted, pimped out, blacked out, DVDs, CDs, or tapes, whatever it is. He don't do tapes no more. I hope not. Whatever it is, Joe, why don't you stand up? Joe also is a co-owner in Oasis. Give Joe a round of applause. He, uh, he is a co-owner of Oasis with me, but he, he runs the book, so he's really my, my boss. He tells me when I can get paid and when I haven't, and Joe hasn't paid me in a little bit. So pray for Joe that he, he can cut a brother paycheck. Um, no, but it's, it's great to have great people around you, and your gifts will make room for you. And God has sent Joe as a gift into my life into Oasis. So Joe, I honor you. Also, Brian Smith, State Farm. Brian's the man. He's on our advisory board at the Oasis Project, which I'll get into um, get into later on. But Brian's a dear friend. I see, I see my brothers in the back. I'm grateful for you guys. But today, I want you to ask yourself this one question. What got me to the place or the seat I'm in my life today? I'm going to say that again. What got you to or what got me to the place or seat that I'm in today? You say, well, AJ, what does that mean? And this is a question that I want to encourage you. It's a thought-provoking question that you'll need to take time to unpack. What got me to this place where I am today? Being an owner of a grocery store was, was never on the horizon for me. And I asked myself this question earlier this year. And I have three daughters. I have a wife and three daughters. I don't know if they got the picture. My wife is Asian. I'm black. So obviously we got Blasians. Everybody say Blasians. I have three Blasians daughters. Uh, there they are. Bam, give it up for the squatty. Yes. I have a six-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Um, and I grew up in a single-parent home. I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm the first in my family to graduate from college. Went to University of Tulsa, go hurricane. Uh, and graduate, and now I'm a first-generation business owner. And I can tell you I have no clue what I'm doing most days. But, and Joe will tell you that too. Um, don't laugh too much. But what got me to this place today, I was a six, six or seven-year-old kid when my parents got divorced. 
And I remember I'm the youngest of three. I remember at a young age, my mom coming to me after my, oh, you can take the picture down. After my parents got divorced and my mom saying, you're now the main of the house. And I remember as a six-year-old kid, I'm getting emotional now, feeling the weight and responsibility of that. How many as men, you would say, man, I'm feeling some weight, some pressure even now in my life. Yeah, hands up. It's a great place to be vulnerable. And I remember feeling the weight of that. And oftentimes, I don't know if many of you may remember the, well, you're, you might be older than me, the food stamp books. It was like a checkbook. Anybody remember the food stamp books? You know, you had the, you had the, the brown, the red, and the blue was color coordinated. You had the yellow. And I remember one day we were on a different part of town. It was um, kind of an upscale part of town. We didn't live there. But we were in a different part of town, and my mom sent me in to, to go grocery shopping or to get a few items. And it was like a Whole Foods type of store that we were in. And I remember getting to the cash register. And I actually, I don't think I've ever shared this openly. Um, I remember getting to the cash register and pulling out the food stamp book. And it, was, it had to have been rush hour because I just remember all the registers were full and the store was packed. You get to the cash register and I pull out, I pull out the food stamp book. And the cashier goes, well, what's this? She said, what's this? And I remember as a small, small young kid saying, well, this is all we have. And I remember she had to call someone over over the the megaphone, and all of a sudden there were people in line that were now looking at me. And all of a sudden the manager came over, and he wasn't familiar. And so then there was another manager that had to come over. And I just remember in that moment realizing we're different. My mom did a great job of raising us, I guess shielding, shielding us so, so we wouldn't know that we really didn't have no money. But I remember feeling different in that moment. I recognized there's something different about me than everybody else in this store. And it wasn't just the color of my skin, but I remember that that transaction showed that there was something different, that not everybody knew about food stamps. Not everybody knew how to process that type of transaction. And I say it that way because not everybody as a man knows how to properly process what they're going through in their life. So as a young kid, I remember feeling, not knowing the words on how to describe what I was gonna do with my life, but I remember feeling, I wanna help people like that. I don't want people to have to face what I went through as a kid. And that's why my passion, my heart, is for the voiceless. I feel that my life's call is, an, is, is to be an advocate. And, and one of my life's verse that I'll, I'll share with you is Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36 and starts at verse 33. And I remember getting this verse December of 2020, this past 2020, after the pandemic. Like Johnny said, I was the executive director of the Tulsa Dream Center for five years. I'd encourage you if you've not been a part of serving, I know your church is an awesome partner with the Tulsa Dream Center. Uh, Where's my pool man, Mr. Rob? Is Rob here? Rob is a great, great partner, also involved in helping the Tulsa Dream Center, the pool project. Um, But December of this past year, I remember being in my closet. And if you're looking for a message, we're already there because I believe in inspiring people through stories. So I'm gonna tell you a lot of stories. I remember feeling, feeling a shift And I didn't know how to describe what I was feeling. 
the Tulsa Dream Center, like Johnny said, we had served over 12 million meals across 30 states with, with many amazing partners and churches and organizations. Hope is Alive was a part of that as well. And, but I, I remember all throughout the pandemic, I, I, was feeling, I was feeling a stirring. And I, I went on a fast a few times, and, and I never really got an answer because I was crying out, Lord, what, what, what's going on? What, what is this? The Tulsa Dream Center at the time was, was facing like a Super Bowl, the MVP. We were reaching people. We were on the news all the time. Money was coming in, but I, I, I was sensing a stirring that I could not describe talking about the invitation. That's kind of the framework of, of this encouragement for you this morning is, is the framework of the invitation. And I remember waking up early, early one morning and going into my closet and getting down on my knees. And I said, God, I'm not gonna move until you give me a word. Now that's, that's hard to tell God when you have three young kids that all wake up early as well. But I was determined, God, this is a cry out for desperation. Things are going great at work. You know, we're reaching a lot of people, but, but there's something that I don't know how to describe. And Ezekiel's not a, not a book of the Bible that I, that I refer to often, but I remember the Holy Spirit saying, Ezekiel. So I go to my Bible, Ezekiel 36. This is what the sovereign Lord says. When I cleanse you from your sins, I will repopulate your cities and the ruins will be rebuilt. The fields that used to lie empty and desolate in plain view of everyone will again be farmed. And when I bring you back, people will say this former wasteland is now like the Garden of Eden. The abandoned and ruined cities now have strong walls and are filled with people. Then the surrounding nations that survive will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt the ruins and replanted the wastelands, for I, the Lord, have spoken. And I remember just feeling a sense of that's it. God, I want to rebuild people. I want to rebuild cities across the world. Cities that they thought, oh, this is empty. There, there, there's no way that a garden of Eden, fresh, green life, that things could happen from a place like this. And I remember getting a call. AJ, we, we would like for you to, I was in some conversations a while before this, starting back really 2019, um, AJ, can you be involved in helping the North Tulsa grocery store? And at the time I was like, well, I, I love what I'm doing at the Tulsa Dream Center. I, I, don't, I don't have any plans to leave. And be careful about saying that you don't have any plans to leave because God often will come in those places and interrupt our plans. But his plans are better than ours. His ways are better than our ways. And so I remember when the, the city was asking me to be involved and, and a few other people, they were said, AJ, you got to pick a name for the store. Fast forwarding a, a whole lot, you got to pick a name for the store. And there was all these marketing companies that said, man, these are some names that we think would be great for the store. And I literally remember North Tulsa was known as a food desert. Everybody say food desert. It was known as a food desert. And I remember it was late in the middle of the night or early in the middle of the night. Um, I closed my laptop. I turned over my notebook and I just closed my eyes. Everybody close your eyes for a second. North Tulsa being known as a food desert. So I physically put my place in my imagination. Speaking of imagination, you were created in his image. So if you were created in the image of God, it's so important that you use your imagination on a daily basis. 
your imagination to let your, just let your thoughts go, not go wild in the wrong way, but create. Create things in your mind because he created you in his image. So the power of your imagination, if you can think it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You have the power to change your life. You have the power to hear God's voice. You are anointed. So I remember putting myself in my mind, in my imagination, man, what would I want if I was physically in a desert? In a desert, of course, I would be hot. Man, it it would be so hot. You know, if we were on Egypt, you know, like all the movies that we've seen, Indiana Jones and all that, they're they're, they're in a desert and they're sweating, they're fatigued, they're hot. Of course, I I, I would want water. We We would want some shade. Man, we would want some food. But if we were physically in the Sahara Desert, we would begin to probably have hallucinations. And I remember feeling that in the middle of the night. And I said, what would I see if I had hallucinations? And I remember saying, I would see a picture of of Hawaii and wish I was on the beach. You can open up your eyes. And I remember the word oasis. Everybody say oasis. The word oasis coming to me, and I went to the definition. I love terms and definitions. So I went and um, looked up the definition of oasis. And oasis means refuge, safe place, and shelter. And then in my mind, I remember Ezekiel 36, that you would, we would rebuild the ruined cities, that we would replant, that it would be a refuge, a safe place, or shelter. Do you know that's God's design for our lives? Is how can we be a beacon of hope for others? How can we be a shelter in this building? There's a roof because why? There's a shelter that we can come into. If there was no building here, we probably wouldn't just be gathering in a field. But an architect and and your pastors created a place, an avenue for you to come be invited into. On a daily basis, can people look at your life and be invited to the Jesus that you serve? Can they be invited in to the God of your life? Or are you short-tempered? Are you constantly negative? Are you constantly hiding things? As men, we do a great job of, of, of hiding things. I'm fine. Yeah. Hoorah. I'm fine. But, but on the inside, there's something going on. The desert places in our lives. The Bible refers to the wilderness or the desert place over 300 times. There will be times that all of us will go through desert places. David even said it, yea, though I walk through the what? Through the valley of the shadow of death. There's going to be valley moments in all of our lives. But how will you handle those valley moments? Jeremiah, why don't you come on up? Jeremiah is um, one of the worship leaders at Victory, and he's just going to play softly as I get ready to, to gather to a close. But I want to encourage you on your assignment that God has specifically given you. There are people that need what God has given you. Miss Angela Walker is, a, is, a, is an amazing story. There's a picture of a lady in a wheelchair or in a, what do you call those, carts. What are those called, Joe, at our store? Scooters, electric carts. Yeah, one of those. Angela Walker, look, Joe bought them, so that's, that's why. I don't know what they're called. But talking about people being invited into the place, if people could not see 
or could not hear what you said, but if our lives were on the big screen and they could only see the type of life that you and I are living, would they want to be invited to serve a God that you serve? That's something that I want you to really think about as men. If your life was here and we had to sit here and we would just get glimpses of what your life or, or what my life or how we're treating our spouses or do we, do we have integrity there with our finances on the job? Are, are we cutting corners? What, what are we struggling with? I know your pastor this morning talked about pornography. You know, are, are, are you, well, if we could see your phone right now, what, what would we find in the, in the searches? What would be there in the text messages? If Jesus was to come in right now and say, let, come, can, can we put your life on display? Jesus' life was on display for everyone. And for the past, since starting a business, the pressures of being a first-generation business owner and often not knowing what to do, it, it can be overwhelming at times. And I, and I remember getting to a place and I said, man, I've got to find somebody to talk to. And I've got Joe, who's a great friend and a, and a mentor, but I knew that there was something missing. So I remember finding a counselor. And I, I'm in counseling right now, and I would encourage you as men. I see my counselor once a week, but I talk to her every week. It's, a, it's a, actually a lady, and she's, she wrecks me in a good way. I would encourage you to find that, that connection, that outlet for you to open up open up and be transparent with. And I remember that we were in a session one day, and I'll come back to Angela Walker. You can take that down for a second. But I just feel led by the Holy Spirit just to, just to share this. Um, I remember being in counseling, and where the greatest invitation came from, kind of the, the topic. It came from one day, her and I were, were talking, and um, she said, AJ, you're, you're going through a lot. How, how are you processing? And, and I remember about three weeks ago, I went through a major, major storm. But I, but I covered it up because we were busy. We got reports. We got sales. We got gross margins. We got we, 29, 39 employees. So when you step in, you got to be a counselor. You got to be a, a pastor. You got to be a cheerleader. You got to figure things out with the numbers and and all of that, and I was just feeling the pressure. And I remember that I was, I was, I was like at, at a breaking point, and she said, who have you invited in? And I said, wow, who have I invited in? And we ended our session, and the next morning I, I was journaling. And I wrote down, who have you invited in? And I drew a line down and an arrow, and I wrote no one. And right there in that moment, I remember lifting my hands, getting down on my knees. And I said, God, God, I'm hurting. God, I'm feeling overwhelmed. But I invite you into my pain. God, you as the provider, As the way maker, I invite you into my pain. You as the healer, I invite you into my hurt. 
And I remember writing in my home office, just sensing the presence of God right there. And never in my life have I, not that I can remember, I've accepted Jesus in my heart when I was a young boy, but never in my life do I remember saying, God, I invite you into my pain. Because he's already there. God created the beginning and the end and everything in between. So he knows everything that we're going to face even before we do. So I remember just in my mind, just sensing like a massive garage door opening. And sensing the presence of God even now. And I could just sense that a great healing was taking place because I made a decision that I was going to surrender. We heard our our whole lives, had a lot of great coaches, man up, man up. And I just remember saying, God, man down. I'm letting my guard down. I'm letting this hurt down. I'm letting this what if, what if this, what if that. Letting it all down to invite the king of glory in. All across the room, men, and would you stand up? And, and, and if you can, I know sometimes we got knees and, and, and back issues. But if you can, just for the next, just next few moments, if you can make an altar right where you are and get down on your knees and just begin to talk to God. Yeah, every man, if you can bend down, if you can kneel down, I know the floor is hard. But just for the next few moments, tell God about your pain. Invite him in to that storm. Invite him in to that situation. Invite him in to that problem. God, I, I, I need you this morning as a father. God, I need you this morning as a friend. God, whatever it is that you need, this is not my prayer. Let it be your prayer. Just begin, every man, begin to open up your mouth and talk to God. Tell God what you need. You need health. Somebody might have gotten a bad doctor's report. Somebody might be facing a big exam to go to the next level in their business. Somebody might be here this morning and and you don't have a job and you don't know how you're going to pay it. God. We need you, Father. Fall afresh on these men this morning, God. We invite you into the desert places, into the lonely places, into the hurting places, into the places of of shame or embarrassment. God, the pandemic has been crazy in our world, but there's a pandemic going on in my mind. There's a pandemic a shortage going on in my heart. And God, we invite you in this morning. The greatest physician of all, come Holy Spirit. Fall afresh. You're a yoke-breaking God. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. God, take the burden off of us. Forgive us. Everybody say, forgive me, Lord. Say it again, forgive me, Lord. Lord, forgive us where we've tried to figure out what you've already worked out. Forgive us, Lord, for putting up a front at times. Forgive us, Lord, for the secrets that we've had. 
Forgive us, Lord, for not inviting you on the journey of life with us. We may talk to you in the morning. We may talk to you at night. We may pray over our food. But have we really invited God into every place of our lives, into every place of our heart? And this morning, as a sign of surrender, this morning, as an altar, God, we, as men, we bow down. You can sit back in your seats. I know some of y'all knees is hurting. Heal the knees, Lord. Heal the knees, Father. But as, as your pastor gets ready to come up, I just want to encourage you this morning, as you go back to work, of course, we've all got the meetings or the emails that we have to check. Take a second this morning and ask yourself, what significant memory do I have that got me to this place? That place as a, as a little kid into the grocery store, that's why I, I'm constantly an advocate for people because I remember being in that place. I remember coming home and seeing the disconnect notices on our door and sometimes having to do things illegal and legal to, in order to provide, to make sure that my, my mom had money to pay the bills. So that's why I, I, I stand here before you, not as a man that's, that's accomplished, shoot, anything, but as someone that's willing to say, Lord, I'm, I'm a vessel. God, I, I'm willing in, in, in my imperfections, in my flaws, on days that I'm not, not that, I'm, that I'm using a different kind of tongue, you know, I'm still working on my cussing every once in a while. So forgive me, Lord, I, I, I cussed, you know, but God already knows. But I, God, I'm, I'm a willing vessel. I'm, I'm open. I'm open. Even throughout your business day, even throughout your day, ask the Holy Spirit, where, where are you leading me and guiding me? Miss Angela Walker was a lady, came across her, her, she actually came to the store one day. Joe was there. Um, she came to the store and I, well, throughout the day, just walked the store and, and just begin to, begin to pray. Even in the busyness, I, I try to take times to, how can I just take, even if it's 30 seconds, one minute. I'll say this because I, I sense it, I remember it. Several months ago, as I was journaling, I journaled, if God is in the whisper, are you in the quiet? I'm going to say that again. If God is in the whisper, God's not going to yell. He's not going to scream. But if God, if God is in the whisper, are you quieting yourself to hear his voice? Are you quieting to see you, my man. Are you quieting yourself to be led by his spirit? And I remember saying, man, I, I'm not often in the quiet enough. I'm the type of person that I go, bam, 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 next to the next to the next to the next all day long. But I think that's why God wants us to, whoa, whoa. If God is in the whisper, are you in the quiet? And I remember walking the store saying, Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord. That, And, and I, I wasn't really asking for anything. I just was just thanking God. Thank you, Lord. And I came across Miss Angela Walker, and we had done some work through our nonprofit. And she actually, every month we do this shop to you drop experience. 
where we identify, the community actually identifies someone in North Tulsa that we can be a blessing to. Because I remember even as making the decision to be a business owner and do this and being scared, I, I knew the power of giving, the power of the tithe. Not knowing how we were gonna work things out, but I said, Lord, every month we're, we're gonna give to people. Every month we're gonna, we're gonna try to figure out ways where we can be a blessing. Whether we're in the black, whether we're in the red, and in seasons, we've seen more red than black. And I'm like, ha, huh? all right, Lord, you, this, you called us to this. God, we thank you that you've provided. But I remember Miss Angela Walker had every first Saturday of the month, we do a shop to you drop, and she had won $1,000 in groceries that she could use throughout the month. And the story of Angela Walker is that she has a 30-year-old that's 50 pounds, who is severely handicapped. She has to feed her every four hours through a feeding tube. And I remember going into her house and her house is, is unfortunately an utter mess. And I remember praying with her. And I said, hey, whatever we can do for you, just come by the store, come by the store. And I remember one day she came by the store and it was in the moment where I was just walking through the store just saying, thank you, Lord, that people sent your presence. That oasis is that refuge, that shelter, that safe place. Not because of anything that I've done, but God, because your spirit dwells here. Your spirit hovers here. And I remember she was on the last aisle in the freezer section, and it was lunchtime, and, you know, there's certain spikes throughout the day where there's, it's, there's a lot more people in the store. And this was around lunchtime, and there was a spike but no one was on this aisle but her. And I remember that she was in the middle of the aisle in the freezer section and she's in the scooter and she's got her hands over her face and she's just crying. And I said, Miss Angela, is that you? I said, what's wrong? And she said, I was, I was feeling overwhelmed at home and I knew that if I could just get to Oasis, that everything would be better. If I could just get to Oasis, AJ, there's something about Oasis that when I come here, I feel different. I feel changed. And I said, how can we serve you? It's our honor to serve you, Miss Angela. And she said, I don't want to take care of my daughter anymore. I've got all these medical issues and my health is going down and, and, and it's stressful. I want to just end it all. And I remember right there saying, God, if it's, if it's just for her, if Oasis doesn't make it, if things, if we got to close our doors, God, if it was just for the one, if it was for Miss Angela Walker, that you called us to serve this community for such a time as this, then it mattered. We were able to pray with her and, and get her resources. And I remember driving home that night and I said, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that we were in the right place at the right time. Thank you, Lord, if, if nothing else matters, the business, the home, the money, paycheck or not, God, she mattered enough to you to send at that time, that particular Esther moment for such a time as this, for us to collide, for us to pray and get her connected to some resources. And a few weeks ago, a few days ago, actually, she had her birthday. And she said, AJ, I feel alive. I feel alive. 
There are people on your journey that need the hope that's in you. People on your journey that need the gifts that God has given you. Will you let him in? Will you let him in? To whatever it is that you're facing, whether you're on a high or whether you're on a low, will you, will you let him in? Bow your heads and close your eyes. Pastor Lee is going to pray for you. But if you'd like to get connected with us, you can find Joe in the, in the back, whether it's through Oasis. You know, you would have had a, a more blessed breakfast had they bought it from Oasis. But um, just kidding, not really. Um, but as your, as your business, you can partner with us as a church, as a school. But if you want to partner with us on the grocery store side or even on the nonprofit side, Brian is up front and Joe. We'd love to do whatever we can to serve you. If you want to be a part of giving back, however that is, we'd be honored to serve you.